Hello. Hi. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting rhythmic because this is the music bonus episode. Yay, the music one. <laughs> this is a fun idea we had a while back. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very original idea. Nobody's ever done this no, before. No, not at all. Not at all. But specifically, Keenan and I haven't ever really <laughs> sat down. Like, obviously, we know what each other's kind of music tastes are. We were in a band together. Yeah. Um, but we don't really sit down and, like, talk about what kind of, like, our favorite bands, our fa- like, huge music influences and things like that. We just no. kind of are like, yeah, we vibe on the same kind of shit, and we're going to rock out. Yeah, it when, works. When we first got together as, like, bandmates, we, like, exchanged a couple albums. And, yeah. like, uh, like hey, it's, like, these, this album or these people were a big influence on me. And, like, so we, like, did that just so we had a feel for what we liked, but we haven't, like, we haven't done anything like that since. Yeah, yeah, no. We just talk about music that comes out or music that we find that we like and mm-hmm. just listen to music generally. But, yeah, getting specific like this, we've never really done. So, yeah, today we decided we're going to go over, like, our top five uh, artists and our top five favorite albums. Yeah. Which may or may not be different from, you know, albums and artists and things like that. Mine are. Mine, oddly enough, are not. Like each one of my favorite bands got a favorite album, mm. which I wasn't really planning on happening. But as I was just writing out the albums that I like listen to or like like the most in general, um, I guess there was a couple that I left out of there that could have made it on. I was unsure of how we felt about live albums. I guess. Uh, well, it's a compilation, so it doesn't really. We were saying compilations. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's effectively we, we a have, best of. We also have a no best of policy on this one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't really want to go that route. Yeah. Yeah, and a live album is just a best of. It's a. It's the most popular songs for them at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's that's basically our plan for the days. We're just gonna we're gonna talk about music stuff. Yeah. Do you want to? Um, I guess we probably should have talked about this beforehand. Do you want to go through albums, then artists? Or do you want to do artists, then albums? Or do you want to do top one on both? And then No, no, um, let's just do, like, a coin toss or whatever. We can pick either artists or albums and just go from there. <laughs> I think that works. Yeah, Alright, I, I almost definitely have a coin in my pocket. I always... Good, because I don't think I do today. I always I have change. I am the brokest Mexican right now. I, it doesn't matter how broke I am, I always have something uh, uh, at the bottom of my pocket. I always have change in my pocket. <laughs> Unless it's, like, the end of the day and I just took it out of my pocket. Yeah, but, yeah. Um... Heads albums, uh, Tails artists. Uh, heads. Yep, 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 yep. Tails. Tails. Dang. Alright. I was wrong! <laughs> I wanted to be right. Uh, so we're gonna do artists first. Artists first. I'm making a last minute adjustment to my albums because I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> album, idiot. Yep. Um, short songs for short people is a song, there is an album I just remembered. I can't remember. Is it Bad Religion? No, it's it's some punk band. Some punk band did uh, short songs for short people. I remember seeing that in, the, in a record store when I was young and thought that was really, really funny, but I've never heard the album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to start? No, you. No, me. All right. Um, so, and these aren't in any particular order. I didn't, like, number them my yeah. favorite or anything. Mine also like aren't numbered. They're all... The, uh, like it was hard to shorten down yeah. this list at all and i oh, okay quick disclaimer about my list um uh 
So my top five artists probably could have had albums in my top five albums, but I specifically picked artists that had enough albums that I liked that it would have been difficult for me to pick a favorite album. Yeah. And then I picked albums that had, uh, that would have been easier for me to pick out. You know what I mean? I, I understand that very much so. I had a, a problem like that a little bit. It, once again, you had to have to understand, we listen to a lot, a lot of music. Yeah. And so narrowing down to like five favorite bands and five favorite albums is not easy. Yeah, especially like, so recently, like the past few years of my life, I've listened to a lot more um, spoken stuff like Audible, I've talked about on the pod mm-hmm. before, and podcasts. Uh, podcasts, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Um, actually, I found out a lot of podcasters don't listen to podcasts. They just like to hear themselves talk, and that's nuts to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I kind of like hearing myself talk. I'm too. very I aware that you it. do. I I like I like making and producing and creating something that is fun to do. Yeah, I'm I'm the talker yeah. usually. Uh, plus, I not actually have a lot of opinions. Like, I do actually have a lot of opinions, and I don't really like confrontation (laughs) (laughs) so this is a safe way for me to get those opinions out and any confrontation will come online maybe online maybe (laughs) if anyone would ever say anything to us (laughs) come on guys we could be more active on the socials but that's i mean yeah that's fair that's fair you're right we're working on it i i'm working on it i actually made socials for this thing so (laughs) that's one step close. Sorry. Um, <laughs> first artist on your list. First artist on my list is No Effects. Of course of it course is. Of course it is. It's also the first artist that anyone sees on your arm. Yeah. Um, no Effects is amazing. Uh, one of the best punk bands of all time. Absolutely. Been playing since the early 80s. Albums consistently the yeah. entire time. I, I will say for no effects because they are not on my top five artists or albums, believe it or not. Wow. But they, you. they are on my honorables. Like, <laughs> uh, Wolves and Wolves Clothing. When we first got together as a band, you mm-hmm. said you need to listen to this one. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to that album. It's funny. I've and then I listened to it again. And then I listened to it again. And then I listened to it again. <laughs> and it was really fucking good. And it got more good every time. Yeah. It's a really, really good album. Um, uh, it's one USA of their Wolves. albums is in my album, my favorite albums, but I, I've, it's actually changed from Wolves and Wolves Clothing since then to a different one. Ooh. So, <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. It was a hard choice between Wolves and Wolves Clothing and the one I picked, but... And uh, I want to give a shout-out specifically to Fat Mike and the song Transvestalite. That makes me feel nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good... They're all so talented. Yeah. Like oh, Smelly, Hefe, Smelly, Hefe, Melvin, Melvin. Like each and every one of those bastards is so fucking talented, and it's amazing. And I've drawn so much influence in the music that I write and play. They really should. They should be on my top five artists just because of the influence they've had. Uh, if you are interested in audiobooks at all, they have. Um, the, the hepatitis bathtub yep. and other stories which yep. i have listened to on audible i, I i've listened cons- to part of it <laughs> I, have list- I get distracted easily and i move on to different things that's nuts to me it's actually read by the band i know so it's, it's really fucking good it's really good I, the um, thing is is i have a hard time with, if i know it's a book i would rather own the physical book 
is my thing. That's fair. If but... it's only in podcast form, then I will listen to it as a podcast. But I want something like a physical book that I can hold, that I can own, and read and reread and read again, because that's what I do with books. Right. Well, yeah, but I, I've listened to that book no less than six times all the <laughs> way through. It's a really good book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good, good them. Good them, yes. What about the first one on your list? The first one on my list, then, I just didn't even have to think about it, was Nirvana. Yeah, oh, good. Wow, they didn't make it onto mine. Well. Wow. Yeah, so they, it wasn't even a thought for me, because... That's incredible, yeah, they when sh- I, was, I can't believe they're not on my list. When I was 13 or 14, my stepbrother, um, who was younger than me, and I was just getting into, like, skateboarding and alternative kind of stuff, and they were like, oh, he must like Nirvana, because that is the the band for that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so he got me Sliver Best of the Box for my birthday. And it was fucking... It was a life-changing experience, and that sounds cliche, but it really was. It was, uh, just a set of music in a way that I had never heard it before. Mm -hmm. And, like, because it's all demos and shitty recordings of Kurt Cobain when he was, like, 15 in his basement. Like, like the first cut of Smells Like Teen Spirit sounds like shit. The Mm -hmm. lyrics are way different. It's... It was just such a formative experience as to, like, what music is before it's on a CD. Yeah. Like, what it's what uh, that you can be bad and good at the same time or be on the way and like you know, I I don't know. Yeah. Nirvana's just really and from that point I just went full head on. I've read like six or seven different biographies about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana as a band like I went full force was full like Cobain obsessed for like 3 years of high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that they didn't make it onto my list. I remember one of the stories my mom has of me, like, as a, a toddler, as a baby, is she said I was in my walker, and she had MTV on, like she always did when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and Smells Like Teen Spirit, the video for Smells, came on MTV, and I came sprinting from my bedroom in my walker all the way out to dance in front of the TV. As, like, a little toddler, I was like, yeah! yeah. And, like, I have been a fan of Nirvana literally since I was a, a, <laughs> a, a wee tot. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. That's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I ended up not making it on my, my top five, either of them. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how that didn't happen. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Best of the Box is probably the more obscure Nirvana album you can get. Yeah, so it get is. that one. It I is. recommend it. You get songs like Sappy. Mm-hmm. I know we're not supposed to be talking about, like, uh, uh, compilation albums, but Legit from the Muddy Banks of the Wish Ka. Ooh. Oh, my God. I've got that shirt. Oh, my God. It's, oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, and some live albums are sometimes my more favorite albums that come from some It bands. really depends on the artist, but yeah. 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 Because, like, for no effects, one of my favorite albums is... Uh, uh, I Heard They Suck Live. No, they've actually gotten no, worse actually live. Gotten worse the live. other live album, ah, and it's ah, it's real fucking good. He quotes bits from it all the time. It's real fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, even like Real Big Fish, uh, their live albums, our live albums, better than your live album. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's real good. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
no, uh, my my next one on yeah. my list is uh, Sublime. Obviously, uh, my my other yeah, yeah. That I have. <laughs> yeah you got the no cross on your arm. Yeah, um, Sublime. Fuck, I don't even know where to start. They're so amazing. They're uh, just the the that punk ska reggae style because it ranged all of them. Yeah, I um, when I found them, I always because. Uh, well, a spoiler for my list is Jimmy Buffett, and I'm not going to talk about him that much right yet, because i got a yeah. lot to say, but uh, if you combine Jimmy Buffett and Nirvana, you get Sublime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's an insane thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but if you hear that, you're just like, yeah, absolutely, that is correct. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. It, it, it feels right, because it is right. Um... It, but their Bradley Knoll was so talented, and uh, their their bass player Eric I can never remember his last name. Eric Lod. Yeah, maybe. Lod. Yeah, L O D D. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yes, I'd say yes. Yeah. Um, super talented to be able to fucking throw those bass rhythms mm-hmm. and shit like he always did. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what keeping up with a person like Bradley is like with all the weird changes and different things that he's doing. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah. It's... Yeah. I have no idea what it would be like to be a bassist trying to keep up with a guitarist like that. I don't do that kind <laughs> of shit like that. Most of the time. <laughs> most of our songs have some weird fucking stop shit. It's very sublime inspired. Yeah. It, is. it works well. <laughs> I make it sound good. Yeah, I make it. I make it work. <laughs> just the way my brain works, man. Yeah, no, it, it works well. It's just I just thought that was a really funny thing. Oh, I, it's also I, that's actually also a little bit of inspiration that I took from uh, from Tool, um, because and I know that you don't listen to a lot of Tool, and they're not on my list anywhere either. Um, they are an extremely extremely good talented band. And I was reading an interview with uh, Major James Keenan, uh, and he... Spelled the same and everything. I don't remember which album they were talking about, but he was talking about um, the album that had just come out at the time, and um, how he had decided that, like, in making music, he's like, I've listened to a lot of music, and what I've found is that sometimes using pauses and silence can be just as impactful as having a big crescendo of a thing. Yeah. And and that album was about, like, more drawn-out, kind of, because of the way Tool is and everything's kind of drawn-out and slow-paced and things like that. But that piece of advice has always stuck with me, and so if I ever am doing a, a bit or a chord progression where, in my mind, it needs to stop but I'm missing, like, a half step or a quarter step or something, I'm like, no, we just need to let the silence be right there right. and then carry on immediately afterwards. Mm. And it's just going to give it that little end statement, that little punch that it needs to feel impactful before we move on to the next yeah. bit. And and it's I, it's where I've always gotten that kind of inspiration from. Like, yeah. that, that kind of, that advice kind of stuck with me. That makes sense. And, like, yeah, the... the reggae rhythms to punk rhythms of of sublime as well Mm -hmm. um just uh just the sporadic strumming yeah 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 yeah. Uh, you can see a lot of like you just distort bradley's playing and you get a lot of what you do (laughs) i don't get me wrong he can play a better solo than you oh definitely hands down (laughs) i'm getting there though getting there i'm some of my some of my things are getting good finally after what a decade (laughs) 
Uh, it's all about practice, kids. <laughs> <laughs> practice more than me and you'll get good. <laughs> the, the next band on my list, do you got any other final thoughts on Sublime? Uh, rest in peace, Bradley Knoll. Yep, yep, oh, cheers to that. Um, I'm going to drink some coffee for that. Sublime with Rome, don't listen to it. Not as good. Not as good. Sorry, Rome. Mm. Not Bradley. Mm. I'm not sorry because I don't know who you are. Uh, my, the second band on my list is a Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yeah, and um, yes, good choice. They don't have an album on here because it probably would have been a compilation album or the first one. But the compilation album is the one that uh, I found first, and like, I'm not gonna lie, the first thing I did when I got that album was listen to Iron Man, like, ten times. Yeah. <laughs> Cause what kid does it? Yeah. Copyrights, man. Copyrights. I stopped. I stopped. I'm very well aware that that one is gonna. Yeah. Oof. This is a dangerous episode for us to do. All yeah, right. It really is. It's gonna. It takes a lot for us to not bust out into song. When Electric funeral. Electric. When we think of or are talking about good songs, it's really hard for us to not sing them to each other because it's what we do. It's what we do. Uh, but. No, Black Sabbath is a huge influence on me. I uh, the song NIB in particular, mm-hmm. the the bass intro I found out uh, recently is actually technically a different song. If you go to the first album, that bass intro that uh it's actually a different song. I can't remember the name of it, but um that bass intro specifically and uh special mention to Ozzy Osbourne's uh, Crazy Train. Yeah. There's a specific bass rift in that, and uh, Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. The there's three; those three bass riffs are specific influences I can point to as to why I picked up a bass. Hell yeah! The specifically NIV. That song is one of my very favorites to this day, and I, God, I just love the bass part to that. And, <laughs> It it really made me feel like that was that was a viable fucking way to really make your point. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Black Sabbath is huge for me, and the the lyricism is really good until they bring up God when they get old. <laughs> uh, they bring up God a few times early on, but like it's it's more in a cryptic sense. Like they bring up Satan in a mm-hmm. cryptic sense, and that's fine. But then they later on like. God's, God's not dead. Yeah. Sh- sh- shut up. Man, shut up. You should have stopped. You should have not done that. Oh. <laughs> it made me. It made me really upset. Actually, I just did. It was just such a bummer. Like, man, you. Uh, you just. You just had such a good legacy thing going on, and like you still do like not that, that, that's never gonna that's like people who get mad at sequels for ruining the original you can just go back and keep that old movie like right i still have these albums like that's nothing's gonna take them away from me but that image of ozzy's wrecked a little bit in my head yeah <laughs> yeah but black sabbath huge one for me i hell fucking, yeah uh, my email is actually based on Tony Iommi's name. I'm not going to say any more than that, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a joke on his name. Yeah, like I that's I 
fucking love Black Sabbath. Good band. Good choice. Classic. Classic. Yes, classic. What's the next one on yours? Next, next, third, third, three. Gorillas. Oh my god, they didn't make it on my list. That's, oh, I thought for sure we would have that one I, in common. I, I am actually a little surprised. I don't think I have them on my phone. That's how I felt when you said Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what? I didn't oh, even think, oh, what? Oh, whoops. <laughs> 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 like... The Gorillas is the reason I was able to get into any level of electronic or hip-hop music at all. Yeah, yeah, no, they, I, I don't like techno or EDM or anything like that. The, the closest I will get is Gorillas. Give me Plastic Beach for days. Um, well, I mean, a little, I, I will also listen to some, uh, God, now I can't think of the name. <laughs> God, it'll come to me later. Yeah. Not worried about it now. The Gorillas is amazing, and yeah. Jamie Hewlett... You know, uh, yeah. creator of Tank Girl, yeah. also creator of Gorillaz, yeah. fucking phenomenal artist, phenomenal at, at, at all the things that he does, in my opinion. I am a, a huge fan. Yes. Huge fan. Uh, Damon Albarn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Damon Albarn and him. Mm-hmm. They created the Gorillaz together. I just yeah. want to... What? Well, and there was someone that created the Gorilla, or that created Tank Girl with him as well. I can't remember yeah. their name off the top of my head. He has people that help him with these <laughs> things, obviously. He has people that help him. They didn't touch any of the music for the Gorillaz. Jamie Hewlett is not the musician. No. He's still super talented. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but, like, a lot of people think Gorillaz and think song and then remember that they're an animated band. No. No, that's their whole thing. <laughs> I know, but the first thing you think of is... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's actually not the first thing I think. Of, I, it's the, it's the first thing the general populace thinks of. Yeah, and that's fair. That's how I was introduced or, to him. Um, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's, Gorillaz has this weird thing, though, where I, I always get to, like... I get through, like, the first three quarters of an album, but then, like, the last three songs, I never end up really listening to. Don't tell me you don't know 19-2000 or Left Hand Suzuki Method. Those are both fantastic songs. 19-2000 is off the beginning of that album. Left Hand Suzuki Method is at the end of that album. 19-2000 is at the end of the first album. It's closer to the end. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I own the first album. I 100%. You're going to hear phone rustling. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, I'll look it up. My phone's right here. Oh, here, then I'll stop rustling the thing. Guaranteed, it's at least track 13 or 14. No, it's not, because I listened to that album on repeat for, like, so long. And uh, it starts with Rehash, and then... A 5-4. 5-4... A left-hand Suzuki method was right about where I would drop off of that album, though. I it's love true. left-hand Suzuki method so much. <laughs> uh, fucking super shout-out to D-Sides, underappreciated Gorillaz album. I don't even think Derek knows that one, because I brought it up a couple of times. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. No. No, Hong one Kong of Tong. one of their albums is on my list, but it's the first album, nah. Gorillaz. It's their self-titled. I'll nah. just spoil that now. <laughs> Whatever. Fair enough. Oh, uh, my phone's slow. I forgot I ran out of data. <laughs> she made me kill myself. 
Come on. Um. Come on. We need to stop this. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I don't think my clicks were loud enough to hear for real, so. Well, that's look at, good. Look at this. Look, that's look. Good. Look how fast I'm going. Yeah, look how slow my... I have internet. You can connect to my internet. Artist phone. Let me turn the fuck on. 19 2000 was... Oh, yeah, it was... Track 11. Track 11. It wasn't as far out as I thought it was, but... Yeah, yeah, no. That's definitely... See, it, yeah... M1A1 is probably where you're cutting out. That's what that would be my guess. And I, uh, yeah, somewhere about there. Doesn't matter, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it has this weird quality to it, because I love the first most of the album. Like, I love it. And for whatever reason, I just never really listened to the last... On Demon Days, it was less, because Demon Days was a shorter album. Mm. But even still, like, the last couple of songs, like, it was, like, well... Really? No, I love that. It was right after that. So I pretty much only cut out, like, Don't Get Lost in Heaven yeah. and... and. No, to be fair, I, I definitely would skip those last couple songs, too. Like, and Demon Days is yeah. the last one. Yeah. Demon Days are calling times. Yeah. yeah, it was Don't Get Lost in Heaven. I really kind of just fell off around Don't Get Lost in Heaven. Have you, have you heard the alternate cut of that? No. Where it's not a chorus, it's just Damon. Uh-uh. It's really good. I recommend it. Hell yeah. I'll have to listen to that then. Don't get lost in heaven. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be way better. It, it is. It's <laughs> significantly better. The chorus is like, it's a nice touch, but it just doesn't... It's too much. It's too much. I don't want that. It yeah. was way too much. It was like a sensory overload. Especially after Fire coming out of a monkey's head. Because yeah. that song is so good and so minimalist. It, it is... And heavy. Yeah. Just, like, like the content is yeah, just, like, it, oof. It, it feels heavy, and it's so minimalist. It's like a, it's like a, um... A story. It's like a... Uh, it's, what am I trying to think of, um, art? There's a specific kind of art I'm trying to think of. It's got, like, an impact. Oh. It, what it reminded me of is, growing up in Kamii, you go out to, uh, there's a place called the Heart of the Monster. I know the Heart of the Monster. My yeah. mom took me there. Yeah. I know and that story. There's a little... Metal box. There's like a, a a fucking courtyard essentially next to this big hill that's got a a fence around it. A yeah. very small wooden fence that you could easily climb over, but people fucking don't. You respect the art. And though. even my dog, my first dog, Jade. <coughs> I know Jade. I took her out there to the heart of the monster one time and just let her run free, fully expecting that I would have to yell at her for getting onto the the hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. She ran up to that fence, stopped, sniffed it, turned around and walked away. You respect the heart she of the would monster, not you know. go on that, just that hill. And uh, uh, well, we we live in a, a na an area with a lot of native influence. And uh, well, I grew up on the reservation. Yeah, and like I I'm right across the river, but that it's all reservation, like just just like right over, over there, a few miles. That <laughs> yeah, so way. a few miles to the north. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting native stories mm -hmm. uh chief timothy is yeah. a big the, uh, the landmark around here the ant and the bee yeah um, um but the heart of the monster it, and there's like you go out there and there's a courtyard next to this hill with a couple of benches and there's a little metal box essentially mm -hmm. that's out there with like a speaker on it right. and you push the button on the speaker and this 
guy tells you a story yeah. about the heart, heart of, of the, the monster, monster and how it came to be uh. and in their their folklore. Right. Which is really cool. It's a really cool story. And gonna I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's really cool. Maybe I will at some other point if anyone decides they're interested because I know it. I've yeah. listened to it countless times growing up. Mm. Um, but and that's what that song really reminded me of was going out to the heart of the monster and listening to that story yeah. with just like a little bit of music and song thrown in yeah. for, for like ambiance or whatever, you know. Could we do that? Could we release that as a track? I don't know. That Is might that... be like sacrilegious. Like that might be uh, yeah. what's it called? Uh, you know, when you uh, appropriation. Well, right. What, what if we? I, I don't know. This is something to talk about at another time. But that, I think that'd be a really cool idea if we did it right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to disrespect anybody with it. But that'd be neat. Get like an elder to come and like record themselves telling the story, yeah. and then like we can put music and stuff around it if they're okay with it. Like, yeah, that'd be fucking rad. I would really like that. Anyways, sorry. That's, Anyways, that's, 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 that's that was a fucking tangent and a half. But uh, no, Gorillas, fucking incredible band. So good. Super, so good. super good. Uh, uh, third on my list, um, Primus. Yeah. See, did Primus make it on yours? <coughs> Not on my bands, but that was my last minute change. Is that I realized I needed a Primus album, so I took away an album and put oh. a Primus album on. Ah. Well, yeah. The. Primus is one of those bands that I found when I was young. I actually was, uh, I had heard of them a couple of times from people that I thought were cool. Um, and so I was in Seattle visiting my sister and went to like a legit like punk record store. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just all the records, all the CDs. It's like, I mean, people who did not care working there, like. Full on record store vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you had to ask somebody a couple of times because you could not hear over the record store's music. Yeah, full on. It was like an experience for a fifteen year old alone in Seattle. Yeah, like it was rad. And so I went in there and I uh, happened to remember Primus and I was like, well, they definitely are going to have some of that. And so I went through and I found Pork Soda because it was from nineteen ninety three. That's the year I was born. So I was like, fuck yeah! And this art is sick. I have no idea. It's carbonated pig. Yep. <laughs> and that's a good description of what Primus sounds like. Is mm. spoilers? So that that's the album on my list. Is it? Is it? <laughs> that's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was my first one. That was the one that really made me go wow. And that that's a whole new dimension of bass. Yeah. And and it's interesting. I was gonna say it's the opposite of the problem we talked about earlier. With the the bass player trying to follow the crazy guitar player. Yeah. Now we have the rest of the band trying to follow Les Claypool around as he does his bass thing. Yeah, whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> like... I'm inventing a new style of bass and you are all just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand you're talented musicians, but I, I am objectively the lead here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I feel like being... His guitar player could be a lot of fun because you just you just get to noodle around. Yeah, and like I personally am not good at noodling on a guitar. Like that's not my thing. But I can understand how if you are good at that, that would just be a really fun job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. And, and he looks like he has fun. Yeah, 
Like, I'll never forget the the video for uh, Mr. Crinkle when, like, he just comes out of the smoke and he comes out of the smoke in the power slide doing the wee! Just the one note just holding, shaking the guitar in the song. Oh, it's so good. Like, ah. Uh. That video, that video is nightmare fuel. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a run between Jimi Hendrix, Bosey, Fisher, and James Brown. You need to stop. <laughs> I picked a, I picked a middle verse line. It's I time sp- to stop now. <laughs> I specifically. It's picked, time to stop. I See, Filthy middle. Frank won't fucking get mad at me. <laughs> filthy Frank's estate will. <laughs> He's filthy Frank, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Break, bitch. Dude, but uh, we're gonna talk about pork soda for your albums. We'll save a lot of that talk for later. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's fourth on your list? Uh, fourth on my list, Lamb of God. Ah, Lamb of God. Because of the Randy boy. Because of the Randy boy. Yes. <laughs> well, they're all amazing. Like once again, I have never heard you say any of the, their other names. You, but you've talked no. about Randy Blythe specifically a lot of times. Because I am a musician and I focus a lot on the vocals. Like like being like a singer first and foremost in my mind, I focus on the vocals first and foremost. That's and fair. So for me, picking out the singer is always the easiest thing. Yeah. Like I, that's what I focus on when I listen to it. I'm, like I was saying earlier, I'm constantly trying to learn how to do uh, new accents or listen to inf- different inflections on different words um, and figure out how to pull more emotion out of a voice or how to get mm. a certain uh, feeling across when you're saying it. Right. Um, it's like the the interesting little thing uh, when. Will you say anything with just like an upward inflection? You can make any any statement sound like a question, mm-hmm. and like me and my friends used to do that to each other all, all the time. Gravity is real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like it, it's always interesting to me just to like listen to different singers and learn how to emulate and sing in different styles with different inflections. My like yad. Um, exactly. And that's, that's the thing is like, cause everyone pronounces things different. Everyone has different inflections and different parts of words. Everyone does each little thing different. Lighty with a bye bye coming through. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just really fun for me to listen to, to albums and learn how to emulate all these different singers, which in turn also makes it really easy for me to do karaoke because I yeah. sing songs that I know and I know that I know how to do the inflections and hit the keys and stuff for. See, this is why we work well together, is because we've got the same vocal understanding. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, like, if I were to describe how I process things, I would just repeat what you just said, and it would be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that emulation is the best tool anyone has, I think, as a singer. If you can learn how to emulate. Yeah. And you have to work your way up. Like, don't start by trying to emulate... Freddie Mercury. No. You're not going to get... It's not going to help you. No. When I was a kid, I was doing Aaron Carter. That worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't heard, recommend it, but... No. It worked for no. me. When I was... Like, I guess when I was younger, it was... I listened to a lot of metal when I was a kid. Like, my parents were... That was what they listened to. Like, lots of Ozzy, lots of Slipknot, like, Lamb of God, uh, Disturbed, Godsmack... Um, my parents like classic rock and I had a sister in high school, so I liked boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was never a boy band. 
I knew person. all the words to the Backstreet Boys album that was really popular. That's that's kind of gross. Yeah, not I've, gonna lie. I don't feel bad about it because I found Aaron Carter because of Nick Carter in the Backstreet Boys. I knew all the words to Limp Bizkit's Significant Other. <laughs> I and all the words to I wasn't allowed to listen all to the Godsmack Biscuit. albums. <laughs> and yeah. Like, I knew all the words to the first Godsmack album before I was 10. Like, I, I knew that whole album by heart by the time I was, like, nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did not have any metal bands like that. I got a couple bands coming up that I definitely are in that category for me, but, like... Godsmack's the first band that I started learning how to sing, like, growly, screamy, like, metal parts to. Right. And then from there, I've, like, upgraded, and now I try to emulate, like, Lamb of God and above. Mm. I'm not really good at the screamies. I'm really good at the growlies. I'm getting better at the screams. Yeah. I do yeah. this One Avenged Sevenfold song with Danny at, at karaoke. and Which one? Afterlife. Uh, and I take the rev... good one. I take the rev screamy parts, and I do them while he's yeah. doing, like, the nice shadow singing, and I'm doing the rev screams in the background. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> and I actually think I do really good. I'm like, I I'm so do. proud of it. Yeah, you do. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh, well, uh, fourth, fourth on my list is uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, of course it is. Yep. I've been waiting for this because I knew Jimmy Buffett was coming. Yeah, so um, both of my parents, like, my parents had, uh, like, a weird kind of relationship with music. Not in, like... Like, they both buy albums when they go to the store, or bought albums when they go to the store. My mom just passed away, so that's weird. But <laughs> um, when they went to the store, they would, like, you know, they would go... My mom would go out of her way to find new music and get new albums. My dad just picks up an album if it's by the Eagles or the Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but As you do. But Jimmy Buffett was the one that they, like, definitely agreed on. They both had multiple albums, and Songs You Know By Heart is one of his best ofs. Mm -hmm. And that's... I did literally know it by heart. Yeah, before I was five, probably. Like, legitimately, I knew every word to that. And then they did the updated one, and I knew every word to that. Like, I knew the Songs You Know By Heart by heart. Mm -hmm. And I he was my first concert when I was 12 years old. I went to see him in Vancouver. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a fucking crazy experience, just being surrounded by drunk people drinking margaritas and being 12 and just <laughs> wanting to watch a musician you love and respect. <laughs> I think that's Everyone's actually, like, margarita! Yeah, I think literally that's kind of the experience that has made me not like going to concerts as much. Like, being surrounded by people and, like, I just want to... I want a private showing of a concert. <laughs> no, you just push your way to the front row. Well, yeah, but then you get pushed, like... No. When I went to see the Black Dahlia Murder, I got to the front row and stayed to the front row so I could just be with the band the whole time. I literally got bruises from the stage. Because <laughs> I was, like, in like on the stage. Like, I was pressed yeah. against it, and I was in the front row, and I... It was packed, so I was just getting pressed. I had two bruises on my hips because I was like a weird corner <laughs> perpendicular spot. Dang. Yeah. That's but, hardcore. Yeah, I just, I didn't move. I People physically tried to pull me back into the pit, and I held on to the stage. 
I just want to see the band. <laughs> there are sometimes I go out to like have a good mosh or whatever, but like if I went out for a band, I moshed at the first two bands. I'm right. watching this band. This is what I came to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. There are some bands you have to mosh for. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett is by far one of the most influential artists to me. I still listen to his albums. I think he's up to 29 studio albums that now. That's ridiculous. And he's like 87, I think. He still tours. He still is just sailing constantly. <laughs> somebody's consistently opening or updating his social media, so <laughs> like he's just he's going, man. He's living it. He's <laughs> living it up on Saint somewhere. He's fucking is an inspiration. And what a fucking entrepreneur. Yeah, seriously. The yeah. man had a plan and he, he did it. He and it worked. It. Yeah. yeah. Who's your um, last artist on your list? The last one's the Dead Kennedys. Ooh, DK. Dead Kennedys. Donkey uh, Kong. Super good. I I love the super political punk rock. I I Jello's voice once again. Uh, super, it, it's one of those voices. The rock, you <laughs> It's real good. Like you don't the inflections and the vibratos and all the cool crazy shit that he does yeah. and uh, the Still people smile. The inherent like political anarchy that's behind his messages mm. and like I love it. His I love it. His spoken word stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Never listened to that. Um, it was one of their albums that I actually took off the list to put Pork Soda on. Uh, it was a Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Uh, of course. Uh, the one I've already quoted twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and a couple of the songs that I wouldn't have even picked. So <laughs> Those are those are two of my favorites. Oh, I they're actually, real good. I've actually learned Drug Me and Play It Slow. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, for me, my two favorites on that album are Kill the Poor and uh, Chemical Warfare. Uh, so. <laughs> Kill the Poor is really good. Um, my very favorite thing is that I think it's it's either that or um, Chemical Warfare that's right before um, Stealing People's Mail. Mm-hmm. And um, both of those are federal offenses that carry about the same um, crime, like yeah. the same penalty. Yeah. And I think he did it on purpose, and I love that so very much. Mm-hmm. Just, just that little, just that little, um, what am I trying to think of, uh, supposition, uh, uh juxtaposition, juxtaposition, there we go, yeah, uh, but between the, the level of actual offense and the level of crime that they're viewed as in the eyes of the law is yeah. really, really good. Amazing. Yeah. It's super talented. Unfortunately, while they do still play, none of the original band members are in the band anymore. Yeah. They have just passed the torch on to people they have deemed worthy, which is, I guess, cool. Yeah, Awesome. But if you're going to a Dead Kennedys show expecting to see, like, Jell-O and the rest of the Dead Kennedys, you're not going to anymore. No, that's not to say... Jell-O Biafra is still very active and doing things. Yeah, you can go see Jell-O. He does spoken word stuff, he gives speeches, he uh, goes and guest spots on albums for other bands. Yeah. Uh, He's around. Jell-O Biafra and the Melvins, for instance. Really, yeah. really good fucking album. Yeah. Great fucking album, for that matter. <laughs> um, yeah, how about you? What's your last one? Uh, last one is the reason Dab exists. 
Uh-huh. Uh, well, the reason the name Dab. No. <laughs> no. No. The reason Dab exists. The reason I hit you up to start playing music. Remember, right. remember we tried to play music once. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, we just kind of faded out. And then I hit you back up because I was like, hey, we really can do a band. I know we can. The reason I did that was because of Bad Religion. All right. Bad Religion is one of the best bands that has ever been. I know, like, you don't like their sound very much. Yeah, it's not really my style. Yeah, it's... It, but it, you also don't listen to Tool or Korn, so, yeah. you know... Yeah, but <laughs> Bad Religion, like, I just went and saw them, I talked about it on the pod, but, like... Wow. The, just the harmonies, the melodies, the message, the lyrics, there's nothing about that band I don't like. I... You can go all the way back to '83 and listen to everything to now, and you could put you could put True North back to uh, next to the songs from um, How Could Hell Be Any Worse, and be like, oh, or Age of Unreason. Sorry, that's the most recent release. Age of Unreason next to How Could Hell Be Any Worse, and if you like the band played them both back to back, you'd be like, oh, those are like mm-hmm. you, that's that's like the same. You could do that. You know, yeah. like those could still be on the same album. And that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Greg Graffin is an incredible dude. Like, he, he's a teacher. He's a professor at uh, Cornell University part-time for evolutionary biology uh, when he's not touring for bad religion. <laughs> and, oh, my God. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. That is... That is really fucking cool. I cannot explain how much respect I have for just that level of education and punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, I respect them as musicians. It's just not my sound preference. Well, it's Fat Mike's sound preference. Yeah. It's it's literally what got them out of their funk, too. Mm -hmm. When Suffer came out, it revitalized Fat Mike, and he was like, fuck, we can do this. And so, uh, Greg Graffin's been there for all of us. (laughs) Uh, i fucking love bad religion i i don't even uh i guess the 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 album i'd call out for them is definitely uh um oh my god i can't think of the name i can see all the songs and the the process of belief yeah it's got all most of my favorite songs on it yeah yeah Yeah. if you want to learn some new words go listen to bad religion Right. Yeah. Uh. Space! Uh, space. <laughs> <laughs> we took a break because I had to pee and Derek got distracted by an article. Uh, space! Space. Um, space is cool. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. No for albums. Artists. For artist honorable mentions? Or are we going to save those for last? Do we want to do. No. Oh, we can do uh, art, Our, artists. Artists are not. Okay, see? I see yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, there. so I'm just going to throw mine out there. Um, I got Laura Jane Grace and Against Me. I. I know, I'm sorry, Laura Jane Grace, I know that you are separate from Against Me, but I found you because of that, and, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're separate bands, but I, I'm i kind of lumping them together because I found it all at the same time, I was late to the Against Me party, and Laura Jane Grace was just coming out with more albums at the time, and fucking really good, <laughs> it's all really good, right, yeah, and, and to Trey You, that's my other honorable mention, just because... They were, like, one of the first screamy bands because they were singy-screamy, and I was able to, like, mm-hmm. kind of 
work my way into it. Kind of like me with Godsmack, but, like, Godsmack's a little more melodic, I guess. Yeah, yeah, whereas Atreyu still writes love songs. Mm -hmm. They just scream about it. Yeah. And I I still really like that. I still go back and listen to those first three albums. Really good. Indeed so. Indeed so. Uh, My bands uh, were uh, Bad Brains and uh, Helmet. Uh, oh, yeah, you've talked about Helmet a lot. I don't really know them, but Bad Brain's legendary. Legendary, yeah. HR, once again, super amazing, oh, unique God. voice. The, just the amazing, like, the accent, the inflections on the words, and yeah. the way he was able to sing and put it in with the punk, reggae, ska music that he had happening yeah. around him was incredible. Um, as a third one, I would uh, also throw out Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, uh, super, super good Scott band. Throw I, it in a sneaky third. I got to throw in Marilyn Manson. You I, threw in Atreyu as your sneaky third. It was my second. Oh. I, I, it was Laura Jane Grayson against me lumped together. Oh, that's, yeah. that's why I apologize. It I was, was a, lumping them together. It was a lump together. Okay. Yeah, but uh, sneaky third Manson because yeah, Marilyn Manson yeah, was a yeah. huge influence on me, and it seems I don't know how these court proceedings are going to work out, but it seems like he is actually a piece of shit, which sucks. Mm. But um. The yeah, his his albums were really cool, and they showed me you could be you know fucking crazy weird and still be accepted and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because that's the kind of weird I like. That, Indeed. That fucking yeah, <laughs> that whole aesthetic. What's you, your first album? No, I was gonna say you start albums. I started bands. You start all, albums. All right, all right, all right. So fucking, I got a weird one to start, and uh, Mindless Self Indulgence is a really influential band on me, and. Uh, because they are also just out weird. there. They're fucking weird to be weird, and they were still popular. Mm-hmm. They still got really wide circulation. People knew about them, and Frankenstein girls will seem strangely sexy. Rocked shit in high school. <laughs> oh, bitches! Yeah. Bitches love me because they knew that I can rock. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great one for inflection and mm-hmm. fucking just weird tones. Because faggot, 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 faggot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I am bisexual. I, God, yeah. Don't come at me for faggot. It's a really good song. It's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Take me now. Fuck me later. <laughs> ah, God. I love my love though. Just they just have such a groove to them, and they're so. It's a good thing we don't get monetized because this episode. Would no, just be no, it's just done. not. It's not. I, I tried at the beginning, <laughs> but this man is unstoppable. I will not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop the MSI. And Frankenstein girls do seem strangely sexy. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 All right. That's a 30-song album, and it's in alphabetical order, and that's fucking neat. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. It's weird. Star Wars and Jaws. (laughs) Let's go, Star Wars and Jaws, yo. It's a deep cut from that album. (laughs) My first album is Pork Soda. Pork Soda! That's the first one on my list. Uh, it's great. It's You'll be really feeling cool. just fine. Yeah. Mr. Crinkle and mm. Frizzle Fry. Uh, and the Press just, Man is one of my very favorite yeah. songs. Um, the Air is Getting Slippery. Mm-hmm. The Air is Getting Slippery. Yeah, that one I'll go too far. So good. Mm. So good. Now, when it comes to premise albums I listen to most often, once it comes back to They Can't All Be Zingers. Mm. Frizzle Fry. 
it has a lot of my favorite songs on it, and it it they can't all be singers is a great album, uh, but it is a best of album. Yeah, so wasn't the, allowed today. The Brown album is probably the one I put on there. Yeah, I it's, thought it was a hard choice between the Brown album and and Pork Soda, but I landed on Pork Soda. Brown album has some of the, like just the idea of uh, Arnie the last song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fucking remember this day. Ugh. Second, the second album for me is uh, Crimes by the Blood Brothers. Okay, yeah, Blood Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't make my top five artists because I just they, there's too they, many artists to pick from. This yeah. was kind of an opportunity to pick other artists. Yeah, that you might have wanted, and I I didn't capitalize on that, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Crimes by the Blood Brothers, because uh, that was the first one I was shown, and uh, it's got, the song Crimes on there is really good, but also, um, uh, oh my god, My First Kiss of the Public Execution mm-hmm. is fucking rad. Uh, Peacock Skeleton with Crooked Feathers, um, the hit I can't remember the name of, I'm... The, there was there's one song on there. It's got a music video and everything. And I cannot remember the name of it right now, but uh, it's fucking rad too. That whole album is sick as hell. Feed me to the forest. Oh, Every breath is a bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know you don't know any of those. No, but like, no, I don't. It's uh, I have listened. I probably know some of them because I know I've listened to some Blood Brothers, especially yeah. since we started playing music together. Yeah, uh, yeah, they. They are rad. Johnny Whitney, uh, shout out to specifically his one solo album, and he apparently has not done anything else. It's a five-song album. And I couldn't include that or him on here but just because of that. There's mm-hmm. just not enough. But that one five-song album I still go back and listen to all the time. <laughs> his voice is really specific. That that high-pitched, almost a whine, but like... Yeah. I I know a lot of people don't like the noise of it. I've been told they sound like a cat fight. <laughs> uh, but I fucking absolutely love the uniqueness of his voice and the way they put songs together and the weird structure of um, his verses specifically is really interesting. He just writes in a really specific way. Mm-hmm. It, his writing and his voice Writing style is always really interesting to me. Like, yeah. I think you write in a very interesting way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes it's hard for me. Like, you'll show me songs, and sometimes it's very... It just clicks, and I'm like, yes, I have a thing for this. <laughs> like, this is... I can do that one. Sometimes I read things, and I'm like, this one's gonna take a little bit of work. <laughs> because, like, the syllable structure and just the words you're using, they, they feel awkward in your mouth. <laughs> the way you're telling me that they should come out. <laughs> So, give me a minute. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Maybe that's how we di- differentiate between dab songs and not dab songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can. You know, someone out there is going to be able to one day go through our songs and like listen to this the the lyrical structure of it, regardless of who's singing it. Yeah, They'll listen to the lyrical structure and be like, "This one was written by Derek. Yeah. This one was written by Keenan. Yeah. This one they each wrote a verse in. I yeah. think <laughs> very specifically. Actually, you can tell. Yeah, the, those ones will be easy <laughs> yeah. to tell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so uh, 
Uh, Gorillaz, the the original Gorillaz album. The Gorillaz album, yeah. We already mentioned the, a the few of those songs, but Rehash and 5-4 are actually um, two of my favorites. We Tomorrow Comes Today oh. and uh, Rock the House. Mm-hmm. It's so somber and uh, so, like... I still uh, whistle that sometimes, just, just to... Just, I, I sing it to myself walking down the mm-hmm. street. It's one of those songs because he has that weird low kind of gravelly tone that he uses throughout that entire song. Mm. So it's one of those songs you can almost sing like under your breath to yourself very yeah. easily as you're walking yeah. down the street at night. And it's it makes the night very kind of somber and it gives you this ambiance. Whistling feeling. that alone in a dark street is just no cars going by and that's the only noise. That's mm-hmm. Which is fun because you get to whistle it halfway through the song if you're singing it anyways. Yeah. There's the whistle part. So, yeah. you know, like, it all works out. Uh, yeah, no, that song specifically will always stick out to me very uh, much. Rock the House. Rock. That's what I said. That was my other one was yeah, Rock the House, I, it, which is um, a completely different vibe. Vibe on the opposite <laughs> yeah, end of the spectrum. Yeah, but it's funky. He's getting down. There's the Yaz flute happening. Yeah, there's a flute in it. <laughs> that, that is what blew me away because I played flute. I played flute in junior high and high school a little bit. And yeah. I, so to hear a flute in a song like that was like, oh, oh you can use this. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jethro Tull, I found out later. Have you but, ever heard the song... Uh, Imaginary Places by Bus Driver? No. Okay, when we get done with this, I'm making you listen to it. It's not very long. We'll go out. I'll smoke a cigarette. You can listen to Imaginary Places. It's a it's it, it's a rap song, but it's got like a, a decent beat, and there's a, a flute playing as the background instrument for a lot of it, and uh, it's really good. It's, nice. it's real good. Right. So that was a sidebar. But, uh, yeah, no, Gorillaz, uh, the original Gorillaz album, when that came out, I got that, and I sat in my room, and it was an album that I played on repeat multiple times oh, for multiple days. Like, I love Gorillaz so much, and it's huge, huge musical influence on me, which is weird, because I feel like that one doesn't come across very much, yeah. but it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's so there. Uh, all right, third on my list is uh, New Traditionalists by Devo. Devo. I was uh, waiting for the Devo to come up. Yeah, I I really love Devo. I didn't find them till later on, but uh, they're uh, they a really cool and interesting band. And uh, New Traditionalists has a lot of interesting, interesting songs on there, like Race of Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh going under is one of my go-tos when i'm feeling down that's one i just screamed myself in the car or whatever yeah i yeah. really like that one there's devo songs you can scream oh yeah <laughs> oh absolutely uh, too much paranoia is off the first one uh think i got a rough dog <laughs> think i got a big mac <laughs> yeah uh, there's Lots of Devo you can scream. Jocko Homo, you can scream the shit out of Jocko Homo. <laughs> God. Devo's so good. Devo. Listen to more Devo. Everyone listen to more Devo. They released an album in 2015. <laughs> God. 1974. I'll never forget. I always just remember the Futurama bit. And there's like, play Whip It! He's like, no! Play do the, the other, other one. one. <laughs> and that song is actually Beautiful World, which is on New Traditionalists. Yeah. Uh... It's a beautiful... No, that one will actually get sued for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Mothersbaugh is really talented, but he seems like a bit of a legal bitch. Uh, 
Well, you know. I, he's the reason they don't have any authorized biography or uh, DVD or anything. Um, there was somebody who actually wanted to make a documentary about Devo, and the only person they couldn't get to sign off was Mark Mothersbaugh. And Mark Mothersbaugh has, like, a you know, a good share of the band as far as, like, name and stuff goes. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, the face. Yeah. Or he didn't actually sing, like, as much of the verses as it looked like he did, but it was just easier for them to do that live because... Um, Fucking uh, Gerald Gerald Casale is the other uh, main guy who wrote and sang, and uh, he he was did bass and he did the bass rhythms for Devo, so he couldn't sing a lot of those verses live. Mm-hmm. Just really fair. Yeah, but yeah, on the albums on the recordings, he did all all the voice that's not the high pitched voice is Gerald Casale and. Yeah, he just doesn't get the face credit he deserves. <laughs> He's got a winery now. Interesting. Fifty one fifty wine. Uh <laughs> plug for them. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maynard James Keenan also has a winery in the same area, but I don't know what his wine is called. <laughs> I don't either. Don't look at me. Oh, uh fifty by fifty. I'm 50 sorry. Fifty one fifty is a snowboard company, I think. I d I don't know. <laughs> I would not know these things. Not at all. Next one on your list? Uh, next one on my list is a Sublime album called Robin the Hood. Uh, one of the greatest albums ever because it has the Rayleigh soliloquies on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yep, yep. Uh, I love the Rayleigh soliloquies. They're amazing. So the story behind that, for people that don't know, is supposedly they found a homeless guy on the streets of... they were Where were they? In San Jose? San Francisco? Southern California. Somewhere like that. Somewhere, they're in California. Anyways, that's that's where they live. And uh, they found a homeless man named Rayleigh. And so they picked him up, and they gave him some food, and they gave him some drinks, and they brought him into the recording studio, and they let him talk. And this man was a crazy man. He just spouted all sorts of craziness over over nothing. And it's one of the most beautiful, crazy things you'll ever listen to. I love it so much. And the music is amazing. Like, I, of course, the music of Sublime is great, and I love all the songs that are on that list. I'm actually pretty hard-pressed to find songs that I don't like by them, which is crazy because they repeated many songs over and over again. They just... Bradley would be unhappy with a line or two or a guitar riff, and he'd be like, we're going to do it again, but keep the other one. We'll just make this one, like, another version of that one. <laughs> and, like, that's there are so many weird alternate versions of Sublime songs <laughs> because Bradley would not play the same thing twice. That's ridiculous, but um, okay. <laughs> but the Rayleigh soliloquies were great because it was literally just a, a homeless man ranting and raving into a microphone in a sound booth and they they kept it and put it on an album with some pretty little like elevator music shit behind it and i fucking love it it was great fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah 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 sublime's fun and that's a really fun concept um fourth one fourth fourth one fourth 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 one on my list is agony and irony by alkaline trio mm-hmm and uh, Agony and Irony might not be, like, the best one, but it's the one I have the fondest memories of. 
Um, it was the first one, like, I bought it, like, day after it was released. It's not like, like we're looking for technical, you know, oh, best album, yeah. you know. But, like, I got it, I got it either the day <coughs> after or pretty shortly after it was released, and my mom actually drove me up to Moscow so I could get it. Nice. Uh, like, because it was released at Hot Topic, and it was, like, a Hot Topic <coughs> exclusive for a minute or something, like, I don't know, there was some reason I had to go to Hot Topic to get it, and, uh, yeah, it was... It was rad, because we just listened to that on the way back, and I just listened to, like, my favorite band at the time with my mom on the way back, and so that album's got a really special spot in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Alkaline Trio Sick, they're a big influence on me, and part of why I got into punk. Armageddon, from Tony Hawk Pro Skater (laughs) 2. That's that's how I found them. It might have been 3, it might have been Pro Skater 3, but it, it was on one of those two soundtracks, and that song made me, like... I will go on trio and go out of my way to find them. Yeah. More. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about on your list uh, for number four? Four. 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 Number four is S Airlines. Oh. By no effects. No effects. Yeah. No effects. It's a great album. It's one of their earlier albums. It's got like a super. It's it's got more the the raw. Un, unpolished raw like old school punk vibes yeah. um you know professional crastination mm. fucking uh six feet under one of my all-time favorite fucking songs right. of ever six feet under is fucking great um yeah oh so good snm airlines even the the title track for the yeah. album it's really fucking good really really good album good riffs good just old school punk rock vibes going on the whole time fuck yeah Fat Mike. Fuck you. You know? Fuck you. Yeah. Always makes me happy. It's, it's, it's not much to explain on that one. It just, it's a happy feeling the entire time. I just, I love it. Fuck yes. Yeah. Nice well. kick of dopamine. Yeah. Serotonin. I can never remember which. Feel good brain chemical. Yeah, one of those things. Mm. Well, and that gives me that. Fifth list, fifth on, fifth on album is uh, Nocturnal by Black Dahlia Murder. I've been waiting for and, that. Uh, once again, rest in peace, Trevor. This is still pretty fresh. I could probably cry if I thought about it just for like 30 seconds too hard. But um, what a horrible night to have a curse. Everything went black. Uh, Death Mass Divine, Virally Yours, War to- Warborn. Oh. <sighs> all of those songs are so fucking good and they're all on that album and... The, I mean, the, that's the one that really kind of broke them out, made them really popular was Nocturnal. It was, like, the, the big one, and there's a reason for it. You can still go back. It's just fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't say enough nice things about Nocturnal. It's an amazing album. If you are at all interested in death metal, if you, like, have an inkling towards death metal, listen to that album. It is... The best death metal album. I like my favorite death metal album. <laughs> Honorable mention to all of them on a Marth. Um, they didn't make they didn't make my list, but they are my other favorite metal band. Yeah, it's fucking good. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, we're both ending on a metal band. <laughs> um, my my album is actually Burn the Priest. By by Burn the Priest, who was okay. it, it's the the members of Lamb of God before they were Lamb of God. They released uh, an album uh, oh, yeah, under the band name Al- Burn the Priest, and the album was just titled self titled album. 
and <laughs> they got signed because of that album from like they got they produced it under like a really a small like nothing of a record label and then they got signed by a bigger record label after making that album right. but they had to get rid of the name burn the priest because it was like too uh, controversial or some mm. such thing like that <laughs> you know which doesn't make sense. Goat Whore is a band. Yeah, Goat Whore is a band. And but... Burn the Priest is too bad? Like, are you kidding me? Well, Burn the Priest is kind of a verb. Yeah. <laughs> goat Whore is more of a noun. You, you see the difference? No! It's the verbiage. It's the literal verbiage. I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so they changed it to Lamb of God. Yeah. Which is still good. Yeah. Still really good. Yeah. Um... And it it is just really it's super hardcore great metal like Fuck I said yeah. it once it, it's one another one of those that's just like super good riffs I love Randy's singing especially because Burn the Priest is like in the earliest thing they had put out so it's like early Randy like still getting his bearings on like how to do the screamies and the growlies and stuff and yeah. I it's it's good it's just all good. Lots of lots of good, happy, feel good, chemical feelings. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I we just got our honorable mentions. Uh, uh, I'll just throw mine out because I already mentioned Wolves and Wolves Clothing. We talked about that a bit. Yeah. The other one I have is uh, I just realized it's the only one that made the artist and the album. It's oh. uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues by Against Me. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, so they just that album really it hits hard on a couple of those tracks like uh i recently came out as non-binary openly and uh like it took me a long time to get to that and that that album was a big that album was that album and uh just fat mike being open and honest about who he is as a person it's just all of that i all combined and coming into my life at once was really helpful for me on my journey of identity. Yeah. And so it's, that's a really big album for me, specifically the song Black Me Out. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Your honorable, sir? My honorable mentions are, um, the first one I have is uh, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean... Honestly, no. When I no, was no, when I was younger, it's, it's like there. It's that a was big one. a huge album for me. Like when Hybrid Theory came out, I listened. to... That was another one I listened to a lot. I got it like right about the same time I got the Gorillaz album. If I remember it, right. they came out roughly the same time period. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I listened to that album a lot. It was really good. Uh, rest in peace to Chester. Yeah, because holy shit. <laughs> Now, if you if you want to see Linkin Park in a fun light, I think Saw Six, Saw Five or yeah. Saw Six, yeah. the guy, yeah, that's a really good Chester scream mm-hmm. as his back is getting ripped off. That's, yep, uh, yep, yeah. Linkin Park, good acting. Yeah, <laughs> good job, guys. Um, my other one is uh, a, an album called Oklahoma City Alarm Clock by a band called The Fixtures. Okay, uh, really, I've never really heard good. of either of those things. Uh, I, I've tried to talk to you about them once, I think, but you were kind of distracted. Mm. Um, but no, it's really good. Uh, they, they're 
punk. It's kind of like a got very heavy Dead Kennedys vibes, but it's a little bit faster, a little bit more uh, heavy. I don't know. I don't Rugged. exactly. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but it's it's really really good, really good shit. Okay. I I love it. Fuck Bass yeah. player is all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. Uh, any uh, last second honorable mentions from you? I got. I know I got to throw Dire Straits' name in there. Oh yeah, of course. You, um, you know, I don't know. I I pull influences from a lot of different places. Like I listened to like a lot of the Rat Pack when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I'm surprised we didn't talk about specifically them more. Live at the Sands. Yeah. Uh, Wapstick. I, yeah, Wapstick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got these, these cigarettes. They all triple filters. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be healthier for your lungs, but you get a honey, you get a jag off the damn thing. <laughs> oh, some of those old school joke, man. Yeah, the, the right pack. Did really you know Lincoln should. was a Jew? <laughs> yeah, he shot in the temple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised we didn't talk about the right pack more before this, because yeah, uh, all three of them. That a big uh, oh big, yeah, we're crooners. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, Rat Pack's amazing. Flying into the stopping right there. Yeah, stopping right there. <laughs> I'm I'm a my shadow and me kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna stop. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I learned Italian for that song. <laughs> That and Valare. That's Dean Martin. Okay, okay, we need to stop. That's why we didn't talk about that, probably. Yeah, probably. They, <laughs> if anybody's gonna fucking strike us down, it's gonna be them. Yeah. <laughs> or their estate. Yeah. Dean Martin died on Christmas. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. This went a little longer than I thought it would. Uh, yeah, we, we just got carried away. I mean, I knew we were gonna, but I didn't realize it was gonna go this far. I, <laughs> I think you and I both cut short a little bit on our album explanations when we looked at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Uh, we've been doing this a minute. I didn't realize. Uh, we could have kept going for... Oh, man. Like, this, we could have doubled the length of this, this episode. This could have been probably. a three-parter, probably. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But we're not into that. We're just gonna cram it all into this one thing and if you have questions maybe we'll talk about it later but you have to actually ask first <laughs> got it <laughs> we'll just cram it all in one and hope you're satisfied <laughs> <laughs> i mean right that's yep. what we did yep all right so this has been um the music talk episode. Music talk. I don't know. Music influences. Yeah. Our favorite stuffs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the high notes. Yeah. <laughs> Derek and Keenan stroke their own egos for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been the True Neutral Bonus music talk episode. Yay. Uh, we didn't tell t- us your influences. Yeah. What do you listen to that's not this garbage? Yeah. What what I personally stuff do you I'm going to throw out uh, a, an opinion, an unpopular opinion right before we leave. See how many people get upset about that. I don't like techno or EDM or any of that robot nonsense. It actually hurts my ears and I can't listen to it. Uh here's my controversial opinion. The Beatles are as good as everyone say. 
That is controversial. I'm uh, not going to say you're wrong, because I happen to enjoy the Beatles, and uh, I th- we had a small discussion about putting them on lists, and we were like, oh, people would hate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's my controversial opinion to leave on. The Beatles are as good as everyone say. Uh, um, they deserve EDM the EDM and house and trap and techno sucks. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Fight us. Yeah. At us. <laughs> at truenutralpod at gmail.com at truenutralpod on twitter um, at mr dab himself on the tweeter that's that's for derek specifically on the tweeter if you want to yell at me you can just do any of those things i'm gonna read those first uh you can come at me on twitter we'll we'll have a fight yeah edm sucks let's um, go Beatles we're also cool. true neutral podcast on facebook rolling and, uh, stones aren't overrated they're actually good musicians yeah oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye-bye. Bye.